Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. In order to feel comfortable that you're getting a fair price, you need pricing context, information that empowers you to feel confident. With TrueCar, you'll see what other people in your local market paid for the car you want. From there, you can connect with a local TrueCar certified dealer and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Using TrueCar, you can easily find the car you want. TrueCar will show you what other people in your area paid for the car you want. Now you know what a fair price is so you can feel confident. Once you register, you'll see real pricing on actual inventory. This is competitive pricing offered to you only by a TrueCar certified dealer for an actual vehicle on their lot. It's pricing you'll see before going to a dealership so you can feel confident when you show up. With TrueCar, you can connect with a local certified dealer of your choosing so you can enjoy a quick, easy buying experience. TrueCar customers are more likely to enjoy a faster buying process when they connect with TrueCar certified dealers. TrueCar users save an average of 3000 off MSRP. Wow, that is a lot of dough. And when you're ready to buy, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states, and I'm not going to tell you which features or which states. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston, and recorded live from the porch of the famous Malibu Kitchen. Now, here's Spike. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Spike's Car Radio. Thank you, professional announcer guy. <laughs> he sounds so much more professional than I do. I think I'm jealous of that guy, actually. You should be. I definitely should be. Well, Zuckerman, here we are. We're on the fourth podcast here. I thought we might update everybody on a couple things. First of all, your speedster crash. Where are we? It's been, it's been three shows since you, well, actually, since Jerry announced to the world that you crashed your 58 speedster. The repairs of the car are going to go slower than uh, a glacier receding, um, and I am getting some physical therapy. <laughs> you are. I heard. I'm, <laughs> what do you I'm, mean? I'm kind of old, and I really? went uh, yesterday evening. I went to my favorite masseuse and acupuncturist. His name is Ham, and he's blind. Uh, and it's and I love going there because his eyes are just white. And when you walk in, he says, "Nice to see you." <laughs> and I don't know why that tickles me. I must be sick. But, and what is he going to do for you? Well, he is he is a backcracker. Uh, he gets in there. He adjusts you. He fixes you up. Uh, he tortures you. Is there going to be any sort of lawsuit? Any sort of litigation? Why I, I don't have time for that crap. <laughs> That's what I do for other people. I do that for my customers. All right. Well, there you go. Where's the car? Is it, is it down with Will Hoyt right now? It is now? at Will Hoyt, who is and, the And master. how long is this going to take to fix? A year. A year? Is that what he said? He said so a year. So that's a year and a half, right? At least. At least. At least. And, and what is he doing to the car, did he say? Well, we got to do some front-end work. There's a, it's, it really wasn't damaged terribly. If this was just a, a regular car, you'd be looking at under $10,000, and it would be out in two wow. weeks. But given what it is, you, you don't want to do Bondo. You want to do metal work. You want to do real metal work. You want to preserve all of the original metal. And you're going to have to, the, the paint being 17 years old, they can't match it. The whole car has to be stripped and repainted. Well, that's what they did with mine. I mean, My, my old Speedster's been painted like three or four times. Once you just do any fender you just got to do the whole thing you got to do the you whole know who's thing. on the show today who russell 
Peters, very well, famous comedian. He's he's one of the top five grossing comedians in the world, in the universe, actually. He makes a ton of money. He's going to be here with us in a minute. Before before we get to him, intimidating. though, it is intimidating. But he's also a car guy. He likes he, cars. He likes watches. He likes comedies. Perfect for the porch here. But um, he'll be here in one second. I wanted to talk quickly, though. The other thing that came up were these 964s. Do you remember you were talking about sunroof delete 964s? I remember clearly. I am I am pioneering this trend. And I just want to tell everybody what happened right after, I think the day after we posted that podcast, the 96, somebody called me out of the blue, uh, messaged me and said, I am importing five mm. sunroof delete 964s. And what did I say? Well, what he said was, do you know anybody who'd want them? And I said, yeah, you're talking to the right guys. So I sent it to Zuckerman. And go ahead, tell everybody what you said. I said, we're buying them all. <laughs> every every <laughs> one of them. Know. That's right. Every one. I every want to write, write a first refusal so on this, every one. So this guy who shall re- remain nameless. Don't but say anything. He works uh, for an auction house that we know. Knows of two other guys who roam Japan searching for beautiful cars. These cars, by the way, Zuckerman, I didn't tell you, they're going to be here next week. We're yes. going to look at them. Five sunroof deletes, the silver, a black, a white, a red, uh, an oak green metallic or forest green metallic? Forest. Forest green metallic. And the, and the, and the black was like a metallic gray of some kind that right. I don't know what it was. But, it may have been called Meteor. But I want time. the silver one. Well, the silver one has, is the best one. It has the plaid interior. Yeah. Now, you since you drove my sunroof delete. I just Japanese did. I just 964. drove it out here. Does it feel like a U.S. 964? Well, the thing that struck me about it is when I got in, it smelled like my old 993 C2S. It smelled like a car from a later date, but it wasn't as bubbly and as Volkswagen Beetle-y. I think they're, they're, they're really, I think the 964 is so much better than the 993. Right. It really is. It well, is. these singer guys, they, they've been all over this stuff for a while. Were, How come they, we're late to this game? Well, you know, see, well, you were you, you had a couple of dollars in your pocket way before me. You were in the market, I think, when the nine six four was out, and, and I was I, I was in New York. I in nineteen ninety one, which right. these cars are ninety ones, right? Right. I was in New York driving a nineteen seventy four Porsche nine eleven, and uh, it was CP Brown with brown interior. This is my first. I was just getting into 911s. David Letterman had just turned me on to them. So I really. I didn't even know what a 964 was. I'm just saying. Uh, anyway, look, the 964, incredible. You're right. We're making the right move getting all five of these cars, of which they'll now be six. I just want to know are you going to buy. Are you buying these for yourself? What, what's your plan here? I'm a pig. I'm buying them for myself <laughs> and to keep them from everyone else. Uh, I don't want them to get out of the world. I want to have them for myself and then have the choice of keeping whichever one or two best mm-hmm. ones exist out there because I really do think these are such special cars. You right. Know, you realize this is a car that almost bankrupted Porsche. Right. They were so well-made. They were so over-engineered. They were so... Everything about them was terrific. And as you said on the drive, you realize it's so much better than a 993. It's incredible. You know, and it's funny. I used to love the 993, but I get get in them now, and they're a little, you know, Volkswagen Beetle-y. They're a little bubbly. They're a little round. And, and this is a true... Solid. And they don't feel solid. And these 964s are a true 911 feel and shape when you're in it. I, I loved it. It was and, such a nice drive. And having had, I have that red 964 that you find the color deplorable. I hate that car. Yes. It's a 93 
and it's a U.S. car. It's heavier, uh, and it has less power. And so in the, in the Japanese car, uh, the cars are so much uh, more powerful. They're remarkably different. Yeah. Anyway, look who is here on the porch. This is very exciting. Let's bring over Russell Peters. My applaud. Go ahead and applaud, Dean. You can applaud. Thanks, Russell my Peters. favorite, favorite comedian. <laughs> is that true? No, he's never seen my act ever. Well, Next. you know, a lot of people say that about you, but you're one of the highest grossing <clears throat> comedians in the world, mm -hmm. but yet maybe not a household name here in the United States. Is that accurate, That's do you think? fairly accurate, yeah. But but you're playing stadiums around the world. in America, too. In America, too. Wow. Did Madison Square Garden, did Barclay Center, did... Wow. Now, how did, so how does that happen? Hmm. How do you explain how this? How does that happen? Well, because I'm, I'm not at the elite. I'm not with the elite people. You guys, to me, are elite people. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> wait, that, wait, like no, if I went on. to Paul's office, right? Right. The guy at your parking lot will know me. <laughs> right. The valet guys will know <laughs> the me. The valet guy will know me. But I'll go into you and you'll see. He's so Armenian. You, but you've got, you've got some Poland Armenia right now, do you? I do. My, my wife is Armenian. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. oh, there you go. That's scary. Yeah. This yeah. is your current wife? Yeah. Well, fiance. Your I fiance. Say wife is just easier than signing the paper. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't <laughs> think you were <laughs> married. Am I allowed to ask a question? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you so, ask him whatever you, you want. Have, I'm, I'm, I'm an Zuckerman, open book, buddy. Here. Okay. So now you were married once before. Correct. To a uh, Mexican-American. Ecuadorian Equi and Honduran. Okay. So eventually you're going to have to tell me, does the choice of cars change when you go from Ecuador to Armenia? Well... No, see, they never had any control of that because I'm the moneymaker. <laughs> ah. So they kind of got whatever I gave them. <laughs> right. Well, they always do well. That's not, it's not like I'm going to go buy a Ford Focus. I'm like, honey, a new car. You but know? What, are you implying that there are ethnic kind of uh, generalizations oh, about well, who, if, what kind of people well, buy sure, what kind of cars? If we, if we, if well, I, if my ex-wife was Mexican, then I would have given her my 64 Impala. Right. You were a lowrider. And now, you, <laughs> now you're supposed to give your current wife the C300 Mercedes that slammed to I, the ground. I did give her a C300, funny I enough. <laughs> did you really? At first. And then I got her a, a, a Cayenne, a Cayenne oh. GTS. And I gave the C300 to her younger brother. Oh, my gosh. Well, Ralph, there you Ralphie. go. Are you satisfied, Zuckerman? John. John. We okay. call him Chuchi Face. Really? Yeah. Are you okay. sa are you satisfied okay, yes, with this inappropriate satisfied. line of questioning? Well, I find the whole thing creepy. You're making you're creeping me out. I like it. I you say like to it? go down this road. Well, yeah, I want. I like think people want to know what you're buying first and foremost. <coughs> and I've watched you buy cars. You're mostly a new car guy, right? Uh, mostly for yes. Yeah, yeah, mostly. New, and and you're you're making a ton of dough, and you like to buy. You like uh, uh, Aston Martins, right? I have never had an Aston Martin. Range Rovers? Oh, Range Jaguars. Your I Jaguar? Had, I love the Jags. You're rid of them, but I love them. You're a Range Rover guy. Like that. What are, you driving, what are you driving today? Today I uh, came with Dean Marone, and he brought me in the uh, 20, is it 2018? 2017. Dean, Dean is, Dean, what's your title at Auto Gallery? You're the VIP director. Basically, he's the Porsche pusher man, and yeah. he's always get close that crumb to us. Out of the corner of your mouth, Dean. You look like a jerk. <laughs> he really is a pusher man. <laughs> he's a drug drug dealer, right? And a human hunter. He's a human hunter, and he's got a very kind of casual come on in a little email. Like yesterday, did you get that email from him? And said, "Hey, look what look what just got delivered here." Yeah, he, Still got he paper plays on, the on seats. your weaknesses, right? Yeah, now, Russell, does he call you up? And when he's about to go in for the big kill, does his voice get lower? Listen, <laughs> yeah, Russell. always he does this. They were like, listen, we just got this in. I'm telling you first. I bet you if I text Spike right after, he goes, hey, he just told me the same thing. Right. 
right. He, he gave he that part of your brain that is that that wants to buy a hot TV set or or stolen something. Yeah. He's he's appealing to that part yeah, of your brain. Yeah, he tricks you into thinking you're getting a deal when it really there's nothing coming off that price. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're taking it right. Yeah, you're not even spitting on and it. So, you're how many cars are you buying from Dean a year? Would you say? Uh, what do you think about four? Yeah. Nice, yeah, about, four yeah. a year. Nice. Wow. And 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 so so what are you collecting things or are you no. just running through cars? <coughs> I buying through them. I, I I see something newer and shinier with more technology, and I'm like, I need that instead. Now. So how long do you last with the car? I tr- uh, I try to last at least three years, but it's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's like sex. But if you're buying- literally literally six months later, I'm calling. I'm like, hey man, I just saw something on the road, and uh, can you get me out of what you just put me in? You're going to take a beating. I'm like, uh, oh, like, boy, he does that. He, he yeah. says that to me. And he says it with such an apologetic kind of a tone. And you can see him shaking his head sadly. You know, oh. one time <clears throat> he made me buy this uh, A8W12L. Sure. I'm so I sorry. I never drove it. B- big news when it first came out. I just saw it, it in the dealership out. and I was like, ooh, that's nice. And then he goes, I can get you a great <clears throat> I got you, can get you a great deal. I'm going to take this off the sticker and that off the sticker. And I'm, I, I forget, I was on tour somewhere, probably in the Middle East or something. And I go, okay, let's do it, let's do it. And we did it, and my buddy picked it up for me, picked me up from the airport. I got in, I go, I hate it. I called him, I go, Dean, I hate this car. It's not what I thought it was. He goes, yeah, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> like, Dude, he goes, oh, just Dean. drive it, drive it uh, for at least a week. And I go, okay, I'm going to take it to Vegas, and I'm going to come back. So I drove to Vegas, and I was like, nope. And then I said, maybe it's a car that you need to sit in the back for. So I sat in the back, and I let my wife drive, and I'm like, hmm, nope. Instead of reclining, like, the, the back of the seat, what happens is the, the, the bottom part of the seat lifts up. Stay oh, close it's, to it's, that mic. It's, yeah. So, the, so it yeah. squeezes you. Yeah, it lifts your legs, but you don't recline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's no win. So did you, were you, did you get rid of the car? I, I, I had to pay him thirty grand to take it back. <laughs> After 30 a week, grand. a week. I got you know, it. I have a story like this, but it ends a, a lot better. I, yeah. He brought me over uh, an SUV that I didn't care for. He drove back to Woodland Hills, and the, his phone rang, and I said, you, you got to get this out of my driveway. I'd signed all the paperwork. I had done everything else, and yeah. he said, I'll unwind the deal for you. That's why I love Dean. He unwound you the deal. A bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we and he sent me out back, beat the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not opposed to Except this. that he also gets you the special cars. He treats me very well. I and have paid an extremely large amount of money to be treated so well by my <laughs> good true, friend, yeah. Dean Maroney. I don't, I don't mind buying my friends. No, yeah. there you well, go. Well, no, that's what we've done here. And, and he's getting a, a GT2 RS for you, and you and I are going to share that car. Yes. Do you ever share cars, Russell? 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 Did, yeah. With anybody? <laughs> have you ever shared? Like, I mean, a shared purchase? Yes, yeah, shared purchase. My Would you ever do anything broke, like that? dude. <laughs> They did are? See, did you see my friend who drove my Porsche down? He's a black guy from Brooklyn. He's not. <laughs> he, he works with the horses. What's he going to buy? Uh, All right. He's let, got a 1987 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Let, let me hear more about what you're doing. Are you collecting cars? So these cars, they sound like they're just daily drivers of some kind, right? Yeah, it's really de- they're, they're like shoes to me. It depends on what I'm wearing. It depends on what the weather's like. It depends on where I'm going. Right. And and do you enjoy driving? I do. I love driving. I'll drive forever. You know, I, people are like, hey, you, it's really far. I'm like, that sounds great to me. So a guy like this Zuckerman is just perfect for a vintage car, right? Yeah. He see how he's in all the new stuff and he's getting bored with it, like we all do. By the way, I'm the same way. Right. I'm two years and then I'm out. 
A vintage he, car, he though. Ident- he identified something that we can relate to, which is that depending upon his mood and the day, he wants to be in something yes, different, which absolutely. is something that we all share. That right. And so. and do you ever look at old cars and think? Oh, all the time. I see. Uh, you know what I would like to get is that Lincoln with the suicide doors. Was it sixty three or 64? Lincoln Continental? Yeah. Right. Why don't so we he... rent you one for the day and you'll be <laughs> off of it? You're the same way. That's probably right. right. That's probably the way to do it. But I never think of that. You know what, Tucker? You know what's so interesting? Wouldn't you put that in the top five cars that everybody at the beginning of their collector car life? Well, let's let's saw, name those cars. Well, you saw it's, me. They, I saw you in those cars. GTO, a Chevelle, GTO, a Corvette, early a Corvette, Jag. early Jag. And the Lincoln Continental right. and the, or in the Mustang. Those are the cars right. everybody goes to first. But right. let us, you're currently driving a, a Turbo S cab, right? A brand new That's one. That's right. That's right. I got that. I got a. And you love that. Love it. I got a 2016 Panamera Turbo S, too. All right. That's not vintage. No, but That's I love That's a seven-year-old that. car. <laughs> <laughs> I just got rid of my 64 Impala. Right. But why do you keep it. going to old American cars? So why, you, if you you're buying. drive them. If you're if you're driving new yeah. European cars, why not try a vintage European car? I would like to get into a nice old Mercedes. Oh, Can you drive you a go. stick? Yeah, absolutely. I missed that. Actually. Let's give him a car to drive for a week. What do you got, Zachary? What do you want to give him? Okay, why don't we give him? I don't have a. Well, I could give. I'm him... I'm thinking about the Mercedes you have. <laughs> well, that I'm are thinking, old. I'm thinking <laughs> some of them about, are okay. very, very expensive and yes. rare. Yes, so we're we're not that close. Yeah, so no. I think. I'm <clears> but I wouldn't put him in a 280 SL. It's too pokey and weird. No, I would put it's him a... in. A, I would put him in my 67 S or my 66 911, just so he could get a feel for. Oh, I think I thought you were talking about old Mercedes. Well, he if we said went he old, old Mercedes, Mercedes, I don't. I would have to then step up to the plate, having made the offer and say, take the 300 SL Roadster, wow. go all the way to the Do you the know top. what he's saying? What kind I of car he's car. saying? Is that the one with the gold wings? No. no that's this the is... convertible version. Ah. He's got the most beautiful one. Dark blue with a red interior. That's the most gorgeous car. Yeah. But you should drive that car. I, I think it'll like be... to drive it around the block. We'll do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would want the pressure of having it for more than an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. It's, no, I think he... I, it's, when it comes to irreplaceable things, I'm like, ooh, I don't trust the other drivers. Zuckerman. It's not me. Is that car replaceable? Yes. All of this stuff is replaceable. Yes. You, you dent it, you fix it. They never used to be worth that much money. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a car. You can fix it. And that car, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you've gone through everything, right? It's a restored everything. car. And, and the, as you'll remember, it was silver mm-hmm. over red at oh, first. Right. And most of those, 40% of that production, so almost 800 cars or so, those were silver cars. So now right. I was missing a silver car. So I changed it to a, a, a period correct color of midnight blue. With a red interior. And it's stunning. Wow. I, I'm trying I, to picture it. Do you have a picture of it? I'm going to show you. Yeah, we're going to pull it. up Fantastic. a picture here. This car, I think I've driven I, I think you let me drive that car around Hollywood um, when it was silver and red. And I remember feeling the same way. But boy, does, you get a lot of attention in it. I don't know if you want that. I like the attention. I just bought a... Uh, <clears throat> Look at this car right here. Wow. For those of you at home, uh, you're going to have to pretty. Google Zuckerman's 300 SL. It, it is a Crip and a Blood all at <laughs> once. All at Look once. at that it's car. Gonna, it's oh. going to kill everything. It wow. is. It's a. It's one. It's a life changing car. When you wow. get in that, you got to find a special hat, like a Timberlake hat of yep. some kind, and you will be the man. Right, and you will that's be transported a, to a, a hell whole of a paint job on different it experience in your life. 
Yeah. I swear I've driven that car and people have looked at me and clapped. And, and unlike <laughs> you, Russell, I'm not used to people clapping at me. I'm used to people giving me the finger, calling me an asshole. But people clapping at me, and you get used to that. You think you're damn right. Have you ever road raged in that car? Have you oh, ever? you don't. It doesn't make you run. And I've, and I've, no, you haven't. I'm specifically asking you, have you ever road raged Never in, in the, certain cars are more rageful I've than seen, other I've cars. I've seen you in a Carrera GT do things that you shouldn't be doing. I was on. I was on. <laughs> steroids I, <laughs> I was on prednisone i was prednisone man and i wanted to kill everybody all right but well there you go that's a car this is a good car for you it's a it's a pretty big jump in but these cars are blue chip investments right i can't think of anything what, more what, collectible what is the price than, tag on a car like that it depends well, here we go there there's a variety but if you were just to take say yours you know, it's 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 over a buck it's going to cost you over a mil Oh. So well, you know, you, your buck and my buck were just two different bucks. <laughs> I was thinking a hundred thousand when he said a buck. <laughs> well, he acts like a guy. He's not making. I, you know, I read. Maybe it's not true. You're making like twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, when doing stand up. Yeah. I'm off this year, so this is not a good. That's year. incredible. <laughs> well, by the way, congratulations. Did Thanks. you ever think you were going to get to that point no, where you're going to make that much money? It, it was never even in my realm of thinking. When did you start doing stand-up? And it, it was in Canada. In 1999. In 89. In 89. 28 years ago. And how old were you? 19. 19. And what do you do? You go up to the stand-up? You go up. You, go, you start doing it. And yeah. You signed up for an open mic? Signed up for the amateur night program. <laughs> and so what does that look like? What time of day is that that you're going so up? You, know, you would call in. You'd have to call in at like 10 in the morning right. to Yuck Yucks. And did you memorize your act? I did. You go wrote, up with a piece I, of paper. My or? first time was terrible. I think I did three minutes. And what was it about? Do you remember? It was about nothing. It was horrible. <laughs> so I, why? I'm, I'm surprised that I even had the balls to go back for the second time. Right. And did you do it consistently after that? I did. I started just going and going. I felt I, I got a giggle and I felt like, ooh, I want that again. Is there anybody in your family that does comedy or is no. it entertainment? None. Not even one. Not even one. Are so, they even funny? Yeah, they're funny people, but I mean, they're not you know stage worthy funny. You know, so they're so incidentally funny. What? What? It, how did your parents react to this? What did your parents do? Nothing. They didn't care. They, what did they do for a living? My mom worked in Kmart. My dad worked in a meat packing so plant. These are regular folks. They're Blue just collar. working, and you say at age nineteen, I'm going to be a stand up comic, and they go, okay. And they were cool with it. They didn't know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been like, Dad, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm just going to go jump on the moon real quick. Okay. Okay. And okay. So don't be late. That's it. <laughs> Don't be late. <laughs> By the way, pretty cool to have a mom working at Kmart. I mean, that the, was pretty much every weekend. That was our treat for the week. In the cafeteria. You know awesome. the, the, the diner they had in Kmart? Short I do. Time. No lie, though. That was our fun on the weekends. My mom oh, said, same. if you're good, we're going to take you to Kmart. You didn't get to buy anything. It was just go to Kmart, and you would look for the blue light oh, special. Oh, that was the best, trying to find the specials. The blue light special. Oh, the That's what it was all about. The blue light special in aisle in the children's aisle or something. So how long before you get any traction with comedy? I would say about six years in. Then I got my first um, special. So uh -huh. 95. And special? Like a Canadian special. It was a 30-minute special you would get on, on the CBC. Uh-huh. But at the time, the way they had it set up, it was you'd do... Uh, it was a show. It was 22 minutes, obviously. So you would do about 12 minutes of stand-up and 10 minutes of sketches or... More or really? less of either. So what? So sketches? So did yeah, they? Yeah, so I would do like these bumpers after my set. Like it would be like they'd cut to a, a sketch we show, and, and it was really and it got a, nominated for a Gemini, which is a Canadian Emmy. Uh huh. It didn't win, but it was. <laughs> it really was the first time I realized, oh, I might be doing something right here because 
at the time, they started getting fan mail for me all of a sudden out of nowhere. Wow. They said they'd never seen this happen before. And who was responding? Just uh, just kids across Canada. And they, they, the lo- like, they and loved, we loved your- them. And then there was people who were getting mad, like the Indian community. They were like, <laughs> we're going to boycott your station if you play him again. I'm like, but I'm your people. What do you, what do you mean? I'm you. So which do you identify more with, Indian or Canadian? Are well, you, when you I'm in Canada... Yourself? I have to identify with the Indians. And when I'm out of Canada, I identify with Canadians. <laughs> and do you ever get political in your act nowadays when you go up, when you Not see what's so, happening going on here? A little bit, but nothing too detailed. Mine is more... Because, you know, you want to come to a comedy club. You don't want to be reminded of how shit everything is outside. Right, right. You want to break. Yeah, so I mock the you know some of the more benign things or asinine mm-hmm. things about Trump. I, I don't bother with his policies because I don't really care if you like him or if you hate him. I don't... Either way, I'm still Canadian. I can't vote. So it's fascinating that he went right to. You don't even have to say the word Trump, and people already know what you're talking right. about. Isn't yeah. that funny? But I think you're exactly right. When you go, that's why I'm watching TV. Right? I, I don't want to see any of that stuff. I want. Yeah. I want Game of Thrones. I want to be taken <laughs> away. Yeah, I'm waiting for Ray Donovan to come back on. Ray Donovan. Yeah, I they got some cool show. cars oh. on that show. Why do you like that show? It's just, uh, it's just, it's just this, you know, subtle gangsterness to it. I like it. <laughs> he dresses good, you know. He, there he we go back to the Lincoln. Yeah, right? <laughs> we go back to Lincoln's. Yeah, That's right. right. He's a fixer. You know, in a lot of ways, Zuckerman, you're like Ray Donovan. I'm Ray. Donovan you're the real life you. Ray Donovan. You, you are. You well, solve your problems because I like you. You do. You're a fixer. He's a hammer. You nice. ever have an issue? He can. He can fix something. You ever leave? He question? does the legal one. So, yeah, I yeah, got the guys that do legal. it the other way. I like that way better. Yeah. It's more satisfying. So I very. Look, look at his eyes flare. Yeah. Zuckerman's eyes flare. If you need, if you need anybody, flare. let me know. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick <laughs> break, and guys. we'll be back with Russell Peters. Hey, guys. It's Richard Blaze. And I'm Jasmine Blaze. Join us every week for our show on Podcast One called Starving for Attention. We're talking to anyone and everyone in the culinary industry. We're going to hear some spontaneous back-of-house conversation about what it takes to make it in different parts of the food business, global trends, and where the industry overlaps with entertainment. And play along with our games, trivia, and wacky moments. Pull up a seat every Tuesday on PodcastOne.com, the new Podcast One app, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. I, I want to hear more about this comedy career, how it takes off. You just you make it sound like it was easy, like you did this special, and then no, suddenly no, you're playing stadiums. No, nothing happened after that. It, no, it, was a, it definitely didn't go like that. So what? what's the big so, break? What is so the big moment? So is when I had my first TV exposure in Canada, right. nationally. And then uh, it was received so well that two years later they offered me another special. But at that time, I'd only been doing, 1997, I'd only been doing stand-up eight years at that time, and... And my, 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 my progress was a slow progress. I, I believe in taking the time. Uh-huh. You know, I used to box, so everything is... Sure, you want, you want the title fight. Hold on, there's a dog fight going on here in the porch. Uh, that's... Uh, all right, everything's fine. You're you safe. Want, you want you're the title for... fight, but you need those, uh, those rounds before you get that title <laughs> shot. Right. You know, you look at Leon Spinks. He got a title shot six fights in. Uh, when he fought Muhammad Ali, won the title, but then never won anything ever again after that. Right. It's easy to get the easy way, but it's so, so how to, many it's years are you paying dues and getting up every night and performing? I, I didn't start to make some real traction till about sixteen years in, fifteen, wow. sixteen years in. And so, how did you support yourself, or did you live with your parents the whole time? No, I moved out, and when I was. 30 uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> quickly <laughs> i moved down I, I jumped at that offer no i uh 
We moved out when I was 30. My brother and I bought our first house together. You and your brother? Yeah, he's also my manager. To this now. He is right yeah. now. Yeah. So but, uh, wait, if you so, think I'm a loser, he moved out at 36. <laughs> so I'm just saying. How do you and your brother buy a house together? What does that look like? What is he doing to make money? Your brother? He had like a corp- uh, an office job, okay. oil and gas business. So you guys just are pooling your down payment, yeah. and you're both there. Yeah. Did anybody think you were a gay couple? No, we used to do that all the time. We would, we because we didn't have curtains when we first moved in. We used to make jokes that the neighbors would be looking in to go. So the big one likes the little one because we're like really close, my brother and I. So we would hug each other and stuff. You know, that's amazing. And then we had this like stuffed gorilla, like a stuffed animal gorilla. Mm-hmm. And every morning when he would go to work, he would set the gorilla up and like we would just it was our our inside joke. We would just set the gorilla up doing things. So he would like seat it at the at the breakfast table with a bowl of cereal and a spoon, put a hat on it and sunglasses, and so it would look like the gorilla was having breakfast. And then when I would come down and I would laugh, and I would reset it somewhere else in the house that he would see it when he came home from work, <laughs> like on the TV with his legs up, legs crossed, remote in its hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's isn't that sweet, Zuckerman? It's cute. Can you imagine buying anything with anybody in your family? No, I, I, I'm jealous of, of these I, I experiences. I can't either. I can't. I mean, I love my brother Wally. But I wouldn't share a pizza with him. Wow. He would eat. His name's oh, Wally. His name is Wally. You it was got not, Spike and he got Wally? They're both nicknames. Okay. He has <laughs> asthma. He wheezed. And I called him Wally the Weasel. And, <laughs> <laughs> and now he's Wally the Weasel because he wheezed. Right. But now he's, that's his credit. He's the cute card guy on Saturday Night Live. He's a great I guy. I, I love him. But still. Toots and teats. And so you're still tight with your brother now, and he manages your career. Yeah. And so what does he He books all the gigs? and He does all the um, strategic booking of the tours and right. stuff. Right, so because, you know. He's much smarter than I am. He's smarter than you, and he's also someone you can trust. He's not a yeah. stranger, right? Yeah, he's not Dane Cook's brother. He's my brother. He's <laughs> what did Dane Cook's brother Stealing. do? He embezzled. He did. Well, yeah, it was just it was uh, his brother-in-law or stepbrother or something. It there was, goes that theory, huh, Zuckerman? I happens. thought the family member wouldn't do that. It was in the Bible. It wasn't blood. <laughs> it wasn't blood. Uh, it's got to be real if it was Cain, in the Bible. Cain and Abel. <laughs> so right? where's the moment that you find out that you're going to play a stadium, that that's possible, that that many people are going to show up? 2007. 2007. It was the first time I did an arena. And how does, how do, how does this idea come to you, or how is it recommended? Well, we're on, I'm on tour, and my brother says... Hey, there's a lot of uh, inquiries coming in for when your next show is in Toronto. Right. And he was like, we could do like the Queen Elizabeth Theater for like four nights if you want. And is that about 5,000 seats or something? I think it was like 3,500 seats. 3,500 seats. And I was like, I don't know. That equals like 14,000. Why don't we just do the Air Canada Center one night? And he goes, I don't know if that's going to work. I go, go big or go home. Let's give it a whirl. Wow. So we went on sale and it sold out right away. So wait. And we had to add a second show. A lot of people don't know this, though. You can just lease the center out yourself, right? Yeah, that's what we did. You can just who do you, you just call up and you go, hey, I wanna uh, I wanna the, rent this for the night. Yeah, what's what's the availability <laughs> for this venue? Uh huh. And does that come with hot dog vendors and yeah, they can make ca- all the concessions? They can have all the concessions. They do all of that. So yeah. essentially, if you say I can sell all the tickets and fill it, you're going to make money on concessions, or do you have to pay every single still popcorn? Have to pay, I believe as well. I wow. mean, I don't so really get involved in the details. All I know is that the, my brother would be like, you know, you're going to make this much on this night. Do you I'm know like, that is an awesome deal? What does it cost for a state for a stadium? What does it cost to rent a stadium? I, I, I have like no it. clue. To you be still honest. don't Probably know. Probably hundred grand, maybe hundred grand. He wow. doesn't know. His brother's not stealing from him, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't no. make any accusations you cannot back yeah. up. <laughs> well, he told me I was making $20 a 
was that night. I was pretty was, excited. So then, do you guys sell <laughs> the tickets? <laughs> do you sell the tickets like Louis C.K.? Do you sell them directly to your fans, or do you go through Ticketron? No, we. Uh, uh, this is all before anybody was doing all that stuff. So. Right, and it uh, sells out very quickly. Yeah, we just sold out, and then we added a second show, and I was like, "What?" And that Boy. sold out, and I was like, "This is incredible." Two show. Your mind must have been blown. I was. I got emotional when when we did the first show. Like I. Chin started quivering when the lights went down. You heard the audience scream, and you realize they're screaming for me. Wow! wow. What a big moment for you. So, I, were you your know, parents in the audience? My uh, my mom was there. My dad passed away already by then. But Lennox Lewis introduced me the first night. Really? Because Lennox and I were amateurs together. We knew I've known Lennox for thirty something years. So, I was like, Len, you want to introduce me? So he came out and introduced me. Then the next night, I didn't know what to do. I'd call Chappelle. And this is when he was in his little retreat mode. And I was like, Dave, would you come and introduce me? He's like, man, I don't know. And I'm like, come on, I'll fly you in, private, whatever. I don't care. What do you need? But he didn't do it. Uh, but it, was, it worked out better because my mom introduced me the second. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's sweet. <clears throat> what yeah. a moment. What a moment. Yeah. Hey, I, I don't want to throw a big uh, sidebar into the table, big distraction, but Conor McGregor yeah. and uh, Mayweather. What do you think about that fight? They just announced that it's Conor McGregor is going to be fighting Mayweather. It's a spectacle. It's a spectacle, it's but who wins this fight, in your opinion? Mayweather, hands down. <laughs> I mean, so you think here's the how, Irish... Here's how you have to look at it. Okay. If 49 guys that box professionally their entire life yes. couldn't beat him, why would a guy that's never boxed a day in his life be able to beat him? He's just got a big mouth. Yeah, that's it. He knows how to... <laughs> You know, it's like the big talker, the guy that talks so much in the parking lot. Then he gets knocked out. <laughs> when was his last fight, Mayweather? When was the last time he fought? Uh, almost two years ago. Two years ago. So he's still he's he, still he got it. He doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't do drugs. And you're saying Connor does? No, but Connor <laughs> drinks. I think he does. If <coughs> you follow him on Instagram, he's Irish. I mean, you know, yeah. And he looks like a guy that's going to bleed right away, right? So you don't think he has he does any shot? No. I think Floyd's just going to toy with him, make him make him look ridiculous. And how much money are these guys making? What are they uh, spending? The like three hundred, four hundred million or something. I think that Conor's got ninety to one hundred million. I think Floyd gets more money. There's a lot Floyd's of money. Like two hundred or There's a lot of money going around. We know Floyd likes to show his money off he does, too. Certainly. I love those. I love those pictures. It makes me want to be him. Yeah, I, it does and it doesn't. I don't. It makes you not root for him. Really? There's nothing. When there's you nothing see what? Sympathetic when he just shows you stacks and stacks of money or. Always like showing. Look at how much my watch is. This is a two and a half million dollar watch. <laughs> We're different. That excites me. I no, I like as a, as a guy. I like looking at it. But as a as a guy, the way I that grew up, I'm like, don't you do that. It's like porn. You know, come to think of it, you've sent me pictures like that. Open briefcases full of cash when your yeah, clients different pay when it's like between your friends. But when you're just no, doing it's it, not. Like, no, I just no, like it's holding not. a stack like it's a telephone. <laughs> That's what they do. This is it's his catchphrase. Domoni, you get excited. I agree with you. I, I, I'm not a big fan. I like Connor's feed. He's not doing that a lot. He's he's got his finger he's in a lot of different lot of pies. Shit, though, but. That's, I that's think what, that's, that's what, what he does. He's supposed to do. I think that's what he's supposed way to do. into yeah, $100 million. You got to give the guy credit. Absolutely. Because what? They say two years ago he was sleeping on his friend's couch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, may have been. Wow. And with a picture of Muhammad Ali on his wall. Right. And he was on welfare, whatever the Irish version of welfare was. Now, I'm the a big dole, f- I think it's called. The, <laughs> he's dole. On the dole. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the potato, <laughs> is what on they the call dole. it, actually. The golden potato. I. I think he's going to be a little better than you you all think. I think no, he's going to train. There's sparring videos of him, and he's horrible. He really? Like, he's got professional fighters that were not even that good toying with him. Now, what, by the way, what are you doing boxing? Why are you fighting? 
Because I'm 47 years old now. So how, <laughs> how, how long have you been doing it? Oh, boxing? I box from 85 to 94, and then I do jiu-jitsu. But, but, but why? Where does that come from? With someone in comedy suddenly going, I want to box. Did you want to stay? I was, sh- I was boxing before I did comedy. I, I know. But why? I, just, I needed to learn how to fight. I was a small kid with a big mouth. So you were getting in fights? No, I was just getting beat up. You were getting beat up a, a lot. A fight is where you fight back and you have a chance. I was just getting the <laughs> shit kicked oh, out of why me. Would you, why would you get the <coughs> shit kicked out of you? Yeah, I was getting bullied a lot. It was the uh, 80s and um, a, a little brown kid who's got a, a brash mouth, I guess. So short give me a give on me stature, long on mouth. My yeah. my problem, right? You yeah, I mean, I wouldn't cuss anybody out, but if somebody like said some, I would get a lot of like racial bullying at that uh-huh. time. They would say something, I'd say some slick shit back because I was faster than they were with the mouth, right? But then I would just get you know, and you'd get creamed. Oh, I'd get uh, they'd throw me in garbage cans, spit on me, kick me Ugh. in the stomach with steel toe boots and shit, right? You know. Romantic, <laughs> yeah. And then I, when I was like fifteen, my dad was like, "Son." You're a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow. And my dad used to box in India. So he was, really? like, he was like, you should learn how to fight. And I go, I, I try. He goes, you don't try. You just get beat up. And so he went, go with Willie to the gym. My friend Willie was Golden Gloves. So I went, I went with Willie, started boxing, and no, I loved it. No kidding. And it turns out I was pretty good at it. So do you ever get back on the street now, and does that kid come up to you? And do you have a moment where you knock him down? Because I've had uh, some bust-ups every now and then. You know, they're never really too bad. I finish it quickly. Right. I'm not trying to get hit. I'm not trying to find out what you can do. Yes. I, but, I, I mean, as a kid, did you ever see those kids who were beating on you again and have oh, that no, moment? Now, where no, you... now, because I'm successful. I, I won. I see, right. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> they can, you know, I, I'm like, okay, well, you bullied me when I was a kid, but right. guess who won the race? That's right. You know what I mean? That's right for all of us. Right. Wouldn't you say, yeah. Zuckerman? Mm-hmm. We all had yeah. these things happen to us. It's I, what shaped us. It's what made it. It's the, motivated us. It kept us focused. Little guys. The chip on the shoulder. <laughs> Absolutely. The chip, Absolutely. The chip on the shoulder that's still driving us. Yeah. And that's I still right. do jiu-jitsu three, four times a week now. Wow. So. Wow, that's amazing. I'm chasing a black belt right now. I'm trying You're to also a, uh, a DJ, I understand. That is correct. I've been are DJing. You, can can p- folks uh, listening now hire you for their birthday parties? Or are mitzvahs, both bar and bot. Do you do <laughs> the big uh, Vegas thing like no, Paris no, 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 I'm a real DJ. I, what does I, that mean? Tell us I what use, that means. Uh, I, I actually do it myself. I don't hit play and walk away. So, uh, if you're, but I, I used to talk about it in my act, but if, you, if your DJ is doing jumping jacks, he's not DJing. Right. If he's leading the crowd, he's not the way you should be leading the crowd is with the music, not vinyl. With, yeah. Are you doing vinyl? I do vinyl. Yeah, I've, yeah. Been, I've been doing it since. But where where long, do so. we see you DJ? In my house on YouTube. I, <laughs> I go do parties. Every Seriously, time. it's not like it. Look, if I'm a if I want to play basketball because I like it, it's yeah. you might see me down at the playground playing basketball. Right. Your fun, your little hobby is DJing. I'll do like a club if it's like an old school night. Like I see. Let's say you guys were having a party. You go, hey Russell. Uh, you can play music our age. Yes, I can play your party, and I can make sure you would have the best party really? you ever had. Wow. But if they're like, hey, do you want to play this club? What's the age range? Uh, 20 to 35? No, thank you. You're not interested. I don't want to play any of that shit. You don't want to go into Deep but House? Deep House, yes. Old school hip-hop? Old school hip-hop, but none of that horrible EDM shit right. or, or that terrible mumble rapping that they do now. Mm-hmm. Mumble rap. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> All the kids <laughs> love mumble rap. <laughs> <laughs> They're huge fans. Look at, uh, you know, you notice he's a watch guy too, Zuckerman. Did looking, you see that? How did you know I was looking at that watch? Because I saw a, yours. I got the white face version of that one. You realize we, yeah. we talk all the time about how we cannot recognize how good our watches look unless they're on someone else. Do you notice that? They're geeking out on Rolex Daytonas like, right now. I have the white of them. one of that, and I was looking at the black face. I go, that black face is really nice. The black one is the winner. Yeah, I, I like think. my raccoon one. 
What is the mm. raccoon? raccoon? What is the, the raccoon? Face with the dark circles. They call those the pandas, right? Yeah, the the pandas. panda dolls. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And you're wearing, what is that I'm one there? I'm wearing the uh, platinum one. Wow. The platinum Plat- one with that soft ice blue and brown. Yeah. That's a beautiful watch. Zuckerman and I both have the blacks <laughs> Yes, there. I remember when you got it, actually. <clears throat> you do? Yeah, I was here that day. You got it like a day, the day before. Wow. Yeah, it was a good day. But we've, we, like Zuckerman was saying, we enjoy watches on other people now more than wear them ourselves. Yeah. Like, I was shocked to see with a Breitling. I was like, what's going well, on? Well, this isn't Spike? a Breitling. This is the new Hoyer Octavia. Oh, nice. Oh, two. This it, is the reissue. It does uh, look Breitling-esque, though. Octavia Cup. And uh, I just found, I just bought another one on the way here. I was lucky enough to get one of these uh, Hodinkee, you know Hodinkee's no. website? Hodinkee's is uh, pretty much the number one watch website for information and new stuff coming through. It's run by this friend of mine, Ben Clymer. Right. Anything you want to know about watches, these guys are great. Hodinkee.com. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Hodinkee? I've never Hodinkee? heard it pronounced other than by you. So, ben is uh, also a Porsche guy, and uh, I was... They, he just bought uh, they a released, sports car. Well, they, yeah, he bought a beautiful 66 911. 65. 65. Hodinkee just put out a special edition Tag Heuer reissue from their heritage department. Of Is he one of those skipper. guys that takes them and rebuilds them? No, he like, doesn't. customizes them? Watches? That's called fraud. No, you know what I got? I got a, a Pro Hunter Rolex. Oh, one of those blacked out deals. Yeah, I got one of those. Right. And you know what I picked up and I haven't worn and I probably never will. And I'm, if you know anybody wants one, I'll sell it to them. Is the new 50th anniversary uh, Sea Dweller. Oh, oh, why not? That sounds why really Why don't good. you like that? Yeah. yeah. They're hard to get and they're limited. Um, it's the one with the red writing on it. Yeah. Really? It's a we great watch. That. The brand yeah. new one? The brand new. Spanking in the box. But why never don't you like it. it? I'm never going to wear it. I why know not? it. You're wearing a platinum Daytona. Well, I know, but I have all these other watches that I really enjoy. And See, I'm like, eh. This is just like cars. Right. And he's right, by the way. The reason I got you out of your sea dweller was so I could get you into that Daytona. Don't you like this I, forty millimeters better I the way do. it sits well, that, on your I wrist? I had a deep sea dweller, which was like wearing an the Oreo, deep sea, yeah, it's the Oreo huge. double stuff on my yeah, on yeah. my <laughs> wrist, and I and I and I do like it because there was there was a, and I've told you we can get into this some other time that there was a professional reason for it. Right, go ahead. Well, now oh, you're in it. You, you just know, said it out loud. Everybody okay. wants to well, know what's like, the professional hey, reason. The professional reason is is that everybody wants to see their personal injury lawyer a certain way. You should be in a slick suit, right. a Porsche, and a big fat Rolex, just like a cop should have a cop car right. and a uniform on and a gun. You they want to know you're successful. Right, right. right. And so, that works. And, and that, that gets works. you. That gets you business. Yes. Well, anyways, Russell. I, I imagine you're on Netflix now. Don't you have... Uh, yeah, it was the first straight-to-Netflix comedy deal. Did you know that? I, w- I did not. Uh, I hope was it was one first. of those giant deals no, like No, I Chris did not Rock. get the Jerry, Chris, or <laughs> Dave deal. Why not? And I saw Ted now, Sarandos a couple of weeks ago. Right. And I was That's like, Ted, uh, I go, my next deal, if I don't get even half of what Dave, Chris, or Jerry got, yeah. I'm going to go to Amazon. <laughs> Well, who has a bigger global appeal than you do? That's what pissed me off the most. I'm like, they're like, your numbers didn't do that well here. Check the world. <laughs> Trust me on this. Check the rest of the world where it counts. Let's renegotiate. By the way, yeah. don't, don't yeah. believe them when they say no, the numbers. Were, I've saying. never, for as long as I've been in show business, I've heard network presidents tell me how none of the shows I work on are profitable. <laughs> Simpsons <laughs> is not profitable. Seinfeld is not Profitable. Yeah. None of these shows are profitable. So, yeah. so screw that. I'm telling you, fifty million per hour is what you deserve. Sarandos, you won't see me arguing with you on that. You're paying him fifty million. You also have a movie out this week, yeah, which ripped. is ripped, and starring my, myself and Face on Love. All right, and that's in theaters it's, worldwide. It's a or? limited release right now. <laughs> I think it's on iTunes next week or something. But whatever. I mean, go see either go that. see it or go buy it. 
And uh, when are you on tour again? When is that I, happening? I'm, I'm in my writing process now, so I'm you hitting are. clubs every week, every night almost, and just working on bits. And then the actual tour starts in January. And what kind? Of, you know, just let me ask a question about that. Are you are you working off a pad? Do you nope. memorize your jokes? Do you I, write them out? Or no, I talk to the audience. You talk. To I the go audience. up with nothing. And I uh, and I really just wing it the entire show. Oh my god! And then if something works really works well, I go okay. Remember, do that again. Right. And that's exactly so how I keep, stack my chips that way. Keep it all in your head. You yeah. don't write down which jokes. So then, no. how do you lay out a set when you're doing a set? Because I know exactly what I'm going to end with now. So now I'm trying to build the, either the beginning or the middle. And then it'll just it'll just it's like you know building something. You just start in pieces and it'll incredible. Stack yeah, up you eventually. make it sound so easy. And then, well, what, I mean, you, you know, you, Jerry writes probably. I'm, yeah, he's he very does. diligent, very intelligent. He I'm, does. Louis is guy. like you. He'll just come out and just start talking to the audience. Yeah, it's the best for me. That's the best way to do it. It's incredible, isn't it? Otherwise, I can't tame my thoughts. I get out to a microphone and then I panic, and it doesn't you matter if things stand-up? are written down. I've done stand up, yeah, yeah, but I just I'm too old to go through that right now. I think you're only three years older than me, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I am. But I got a lot else going on. Yeah. Then to get up on stage and humiliate myself. That's the way to do it. That's I know then that's the only the way to do to it. Success. You're right. But you know, at ten o'clock, I wanna I wanna get on Netflix. I wanna watch you, Russell Peters, do your comedy or Stranger Things or something right. fun. I wanna stuff myself full of popcorn and have it all over my shirt. Right. And then I wanna pass out on the floor. That's what I want to do. I don't want to be in a club. Well, then you need to get divorced. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on my way to doing that. By the way, I'll end with this. Tonight, uh, today, my 16th wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, do you mean that? I do. I mean, I'm happy that it works. It is. It's great. I'm very happy about it. I love you, Erica. Paul, what are you on? How many marriages? 20 years, one. Nice. See? 20 years, one. And you? You're Uh, into your second. My first one was 14 months, and... uh, the second one should be forever, I think. And I you, you know. I, I, two months is a, is a long stretch. <laughs> I really, I, county. I really tried working it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, the very funny Russell Peters. Russell, thanks for coming by, my friend. Thanks, Spike and Paul. We'd love to have you back, and Dean. That's all we have on Spike's Car Radio. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app, or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.